to another episode of the Glorious Rugby Podcast. I'm your co-host, John Fitzpatrick. And joining me once again, our <laughs> guest co-host, Ryan Ye. Ryan, welcome back to the podcast. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing good, man. I guess uh, I guess the first one went well enough that uh, you guys would uh, have me back here on the show. Uh, Old Glory DC fans, I guess, uh, uh, didn't mind this new voice uh, too much. So uh, I'm glad to be back and glad to talk a little bit of OGDC, latest news and some other stuff happening around the rugby world. It's great. I should play back the, the four minute long voicemail I got from AKP. Just <laughs> I think he's a little nervous. He's a little nervous, Ryan, about a hey. guy coming in, taking a spot. Hey, when I come in, right, I, I always vie for that starting position, right? I want to be in that that starting 15, right? So, you know, you're bringing, uh, bringing myself on the show. Uh, I'm, I'm going to bring as best as I can. But I tweeted out, um, you can't replace AKP on the Glorious Rugby podcast. Um, That's right. He's, uh, he's uh, the heart and soul when it comes to uh, that, that fan group. And uh, I know that uh, he'll be glad to be back and have his starting role back. Uh, I, I just, I'm glad to have the chance to, to be the replacement for such a, a, a great gentleman, oddball gentleman, I should say, who seems to be having a, a great time overseas in, in Japan. So I'm glad that he's taking some nice, well-needed time off. Yeah, absolutely. And he'll be back for next week's episode. And, and I know this is an audio only podcast. So everyone who's listening, I'm looking at Ryan on video and he sports a sweet old glory DC hat. So Well, awesome. I, I, I leveled up Fitzy, right? Got a got on the uh the podcast for the first week, was getting uh feeling the water and, and getting my toes wet. And now that uh, I've been a little bit more embedded in uh, the old glory DC universe, I thought uh, I had to take that step forward. Get get the hat for myself and and um I'm uh got that popped on and, and I'm ready to talk all things old glory DC. Nice. Yeah, I need to get a um, an old glory DC hat. I don't have one. This one, honestly, this is one of my favorites, man. It fits yeah, well. It looks sleek. good. The crest is nice. Um, it's stitched. It's not none of that cheap crap. Um, yeah, no, it's it, it's good. I, it is. I will say, and we're gonna talk about it here on the pod. It's a it's the previous kit apparel mm. uh, 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 provider for the MLR, but uh, that soon won't be uh, won't be happening in the in the the foreseeable future, which we'll get into, which is uh, exciting stuff. We'll get to that in just a moment. As the kids say, no cap. That's slang, apparently, for not lying. <laughs> I should stop. I sound like a buffoon. Anyway, moving on. We always start off the show with some Old Glory DC player moves. And there's been a couple couple announcements here. The first one, a new signing. Um, I'm going to make sure I pronounce his name correctly, but I believe it's Kevin. I got that part right. Kevin Brow, B-R-O-U, tighthead prop. Signed by Old Glory DC. A little bit of back and forth. I think, you know, Old Glory said he is uh, American qualified, but, you know, Brian Ray of America's Rugby News was saying that might not necessarily be the case. Ryan, do you have any insight? What's going on? Yeah, well, we, we talked. We talked about this uh, on the Fantasy Rutgers show this past week. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it does seem that I don't think he is quite uh, U.S. eligible. Um, it sounds like during his time uh, with uh, Cote d'Ivoire, with the Ivory Coast, that that kind of made it null and void. Um, but nonetheless, I mean, solid signing. Uh, has that experience, has that international experience, which is good. Um, and he, he joins a, a front row room with Old Glory DC that already is pretty, pretty uh 
pretty solid. Uh, you guys did pretty well last year. Obviously, improvements to be made. I mean, you can't, um, you know, negate the names like Nick Sutron and, and Jack Escaro and things like that. Um, uh, Quinn Newcomer, kind of staples of of the Old Glory DC forward room. Um, I will say, obviously, last year they brought in Ramiro Herrera, hoping that he would kind of be a, a big impact signing. I don't think Old Glory DC fans or the front office um, or the coaching staff were necessarily, I don't know what the right word is here, but maybe not as impressed as they thought with here about the immediate impact that Ramiro Herrera was going to make. He definitely needed that adjustment to the MLR playing style, the more phys- uh, the bigger physicality of the game. And he just, it didn't seem like he ever got truly comfortable with that. So you add another guy uh, with Kevin Brown to that room, a little bit more assurance, a little bit more depth going to have uh, more guys to play with who's going to who's going to lock up that that front row for you but again you guys have we have the uh the i'm saying we now me now wearing the hat uh we got over dc <laughs> has got the uh, a pretty pretty locked up uh front row there and then some pretty marquee names but again it, it doesn't hurt especially when it comes to the front row to add that depth you never we know with mlr injuries happen man especially unexpectedly and and you can never use enough uh enough uh, big boys at the front to to have that you're ready yeah, 100%. I think you nailed it there. You can never have enough of the big heavies up front. And it's funny you said that Romero wasn't quite the right fit because if, if you recall last year, I don't think they had a jersey that fit him. They had to stitch <laughs> together two other jerseys because yeah. the, the man was so massive. That was Romero Herrera. Um, pretty funny. And I just looked it up, just confirmation again. But uh, Kevin won't be U.S. eligible or domestic qualified until after July 11th, 2024. So he will be considered a foreign player for this upcoming MLR season, which kind of changes things a little bit, right? You know, when it comes to the match day 23. So um, knowing that those foreign player slots are, are so coveted and sometimes teams trade up for more, it'd be interesting to see how um, Simon Cross and the Old Glory DC staff manages that little aspect of it. And I'm sure that's going to change the consideration process a little bit, but we'll see. Yeah, I mean, again, the sentiment is you can never have enough big, uh, big boys at the front, so you don't need it until you need it, and you might not have them in your your starting twenty three um, to take up one of those slots. But all of a sudden, a couple of guys get injured, and you know it's worth having him to to come up that front because you need that replacement. So again, mm-hmm. uh, I think it's just a, a really solid depth signing for Old Glory DC. Yeah, absolutely. In terms of re-signings, one of a, a fun young player that I really liked last mm-hmm. year, and, and I'm going to throw something out here a little bit as it relates to fantasy, but Colin Gross, Old Glory DC, announced that they're bringing back lock slash flanker Colin Gross. You know, he may, you recall he, he came from West Point along with his um, teammate Koi Koi Nelligan, who was drafted by San Diego, but then part of a trade came to Washington. Now, if you remember back last year for the fantasy Rutgers, we were talking about just after the draft, this is the 2023 draft, you know, what MLR rookies, you know, not first year players coming mm-hmm. from overseas, but college drafted players would have an impact on MLR. And we were going back and forth about, you know, depth positions, not exactly sure. You know, Sam Gall, of course, was thrown out there. Um, someone asked if he should get drafted. And I think we talked about maybe being like a late round flyer. And boy, mm-hmm. were we wrong on that? And simply because I don't think we, we had an understanding that uh, the scoring obviously was going to change, but with the tackles and with the meters gained and all that stuff, that definitely gave a boost to some second row and back row players. Uh, but Sam Gala had a great year, and so did Colin Gross. And if mm-hmm. you recall, he was an injury replacement. I don't think he was expected to start in week one when they took on the expansion Chicago Islands. And his very first touch within the first two minutes of the game 
was that he received a pass on the sideline. I believe it was from Danny Tusatala, tiptoed it in and, and, and dotted down for a try. How cool is that, you know, for yeah. a guy like Colin? And who, had, I, who I thought had a really good, really yeah. strong – yeah, I mean, during during our, our fantasy season, um, 154 tackles, uh, four breakdown yeah. steals, which you love to see, two tries, like you mentioned, one happening in that that opening match. And I, I love this uh, this re-signing for Old Glory DC. Again, um, he's an exciting young player. You love to have those types of guys on your squad. Um, yeah, I, we, I, I remember that conversation clearly, uh, uh, Fitzy, when we had you on, on the Fantasy Rutgers show talking about rookies. And obviously... You know, the, the epitome of all of that was Sam Gall and what he was able to do last season. We just didn't realize how much Dallas was going to utilize him. But we definitely didn't know how much that uh, Old Glory DC was going to use, utilize Colin Gross. And, and, and they did quite so. And again, um, you know, he's an exciting young talent. He has the ability to become one of the marquee, um, you know, back row players. Um, even had, I believe, some time at the second row for Old Glory DC as well in there, too. Um, just a, a really solid forward. Um, um, and again, you obviously have the guys that are staples for Old Glory DC. Um, you know, you you got your Jamison Fahanana Schultz. Um, you have, um, you know, guys like Lataro Bavaro, who just resigned that we talked about uh, last week. Corey um, Daniel. Corey Daniel, Nico Jones, yeah. the this international sign that we well, had there. But hopefully he's I, coming back. We don't know. Ho- we don't know. Hopefully, hopefully. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and again, Colin Gross just adds that mix. And I, I wouldn't be surprised. Um Kind of like what we saw similar to last year, him being a staple, a staple, staple part of of uh, Ogwari DC. Um, I mean, he he played at least in the in the fantasy season, uh, fifteen matches and started eleven of them. That that's not something that you see quite often from from a rookie. So if that's kind of the baseline, I mean, sky's the limit for this guy, and and and, and Ogwari DC fans should be excited that he's uh, returning to uh, OGDC. Yeah, a little bit more on him. He was obviously identified by. Uh, uh, USA men's Eagles. He was part of like the larger kind of player pool. I just got narrowed down. He didn't actually make um, the rosters for that, that tour that they had as part of like, you know, the prep for rugby world cup. Obviously the men's Eagles were not in it, but he was invited to a little bit of that training camp. Right. So he's definitely on the radar of Scott Lawrence. What is particularly interesting about this resigning is given that just a few days before one of my favorite players who was brought on the midpoint of last season, um, but Canadian lock Kyle Bailey, that crusty old veteran who <laughs> came on, had an awesome second half of the season. He was essentially an injury replacement, came on. He signed with uh, the New England Free Jacks, mm-hmm. essentially Canada South. So Kyle <laughs> Bailey, you know, that big veteran presence, no longer there. Mm-hmm. My question coming into the season was where they were going to play Colin Gross because I feel like he's more, he's that tweener-ish, you know, like, sure. that, you know, like that flanker lock type position. It seems like um, Old Glory DC has uh, a number of loose forwards now. So are they going to push Colin back to lock? He's probably maybe an inch or so short, which is funny because he's like six three, six four. You probably ideally want to lock about six four, six five. But but he's young. You know, you can pull up yeah. you can pack some more muscle on there. But now that Kyle Bailey is no longer with Old Glory DC, which is a big point. You know, it's probably, you know, well, I had Colin is coming back because yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm look. I'm looking at the stats now. I mean, most of Colin Gross's starts came at the second row, right? So yeah. I mean, I, I think it just is a testament to the confidence that the coaching staff of Old Glory DC has in Colin Gross and his ability to take that next step for 2024. And we'll see whether or not uh, he can he can be that guy that can kind of replace what is being lost uh, lost with uh, with Kyle Bailey.
Yeah, absolutely. Let's move on to some more uh, player news around the MLR. There's been a few. I'm not going to go over all of them. But actually, I want to start uh, on the coaching staff side. You know, so already Toronto, they finally announced their head coach. We talked about it last week. But Nola Gold mm-hmm. announced that they have brought on a new head coach, Corey Brown. He happens to be the, the younger brother of former All Blacks fly half, Tony Brown. And Corey's got a coaching pedigree. They have a lot of those, huh? Of like, like yeah. whether it's players or coaches, but just like, I guess just family relations of people finding their way into the MLR. It's quite funny. Yeah. Nepo babies, huh? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Not not to say that's what's happening here. No, no. So Corey Brown's coming in to take over the head coaching role. Kane Thompson, who was the head coach for Nola Gold the past few seasons, he's still sticking on the roster. He's slotting over as an assistant coach, going to oversee defense and forwards coach. I mean, last year, I think, beginning of the season there were high expectations for notable all the changes mm-hmm. that they had you know some of the dynamic new players they brought in i uh, rodney iona being one of them i think there were high hopes for no gold and bad start and then had a stretch of about three or four games where they were lighting it on fire and then yeah. it just fell apart um so obviously some changes need to be made there but what do you make of a head coach coming in and then the current head coach slotting over into an assistant coach's role is that I'm- uh is that Awkward. Uh, I, I don't think that's too awkward. I mean, if there's a general understanding among the coaching staff, I think what it, it explains to me is that I think Nola understands the talent that they have on this squad and the, and I agree. I mean, it's not, it's not a, it didn't come without merit that uh, my brother on the fantasy rocker show uh, uh, predicted that Nola gold would be making it to the, the MLR final at the start of the 2023 year. I mean, you look at the roster and there's just so much talent on this team. Uh, you talk about JP Duplessis staple name, what Jordan Jackson hope was able to do last year. You add Rodney Iona uh, uh, from overseas um, heading into 2023. There's just so much promise with this team and what this move shows me is that they just want a fresh look they just want someone different at the helm you still have the 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 injection of what uh of what uh of uh kane thompson was uh, trying to do with nola you bring in Corey brown uh, a fresh look have him try to interject what he has uh, and from his experience and and see whether or not that difference can bring this team uh to the level that they expect this team to be to be at in 2024. yeah Absolutely. It'll be interesting. Again, you know, they were, we talked about the rumors of, uh, from America's Rugby News about that there potentially being three conferences of so Nola Gold mm-hmm. shifting out of the Eastern Conference. They're going to be potentially lined up, I believe, in the Midwest. So it'll be interesting to see what happens as we track closer. And again, MLR hasn't mm-hmm. made anything official yet. So this is all speculation, but it sounds like a lot of it is true. Moving on. Um, I want to talk about the trade that happened. The Seattle mm-hmm. Seahawks who were swimming, drowning in loose Fords. Yeah, I was going to say. Ronan <laughs> Foley. Yeah, right? Traded Ronan Foley, who who was a tackle machine. It seemed like the guy had 20-plus tackles every game. Mm-hmm. Traded, and he wasn't injured. Foley to the Dallas Jackals in exchange. Seattle's getting some salary cap considerations and a, and a second-round draft pick in next year's draft. Uh, Ryan, man, what do you make of that trade? Yeah, a good one, yeah. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. I mean, yeah, Ronan Foley, uh he's 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 a he's a solid player. I mean, what he was able to do, we saw his last, I think, full season was when he was with the Arrows. Um, and he was obviously a marquee guy for that arrow squad moving over to the Seattle Seawolves ahead of 2023. Dealt with that injury, I believe, in the match uh in the first week of the season. Um, and then we didn't see him again until until round 10. But once he popped on and actually started starting uh, his first start uh, from injury being in round 11, 
double digit double digit tackles every single week. I mean, he racked up. 28 tackles in round 16 that, that's that's insane um and yeah no he he's a workhorse um and again you you alluded to it the the seattle seawolves backroom was a, a loaded one right you got uh, charles elton uh, obviously Riker hatting um you know you had some of the depth guys with nakai penny um ben landry yeah. making appearances there uh duratalo as well yeah. um there's just a lot of a lot of players in that room and ronan foley is a guy that should be starting in the MLR. Um, and I think him moving over to Dallas Jackals, he'll definitely get that opportunity. But again, it's also a Dallas Jackals room that is not necessarily that empty yeah. either. I mean, you have Adrian Boyson, who had a fantastic season uh, for the Jackals, Conrado Rura, um, Geronimo Gomez-Vara as well. I suspect there'll be no question that Ronan Foley will be starting for the Jackals, especially with the improvements that they want to be uh, be making moving forward. Um yeah, I think a, a solid move uh, for for uh, for Ronan Foley, um, which will lend itself to to solid fantasy production. So he'll be definitely a name to look at uh, in the upcoming mm-hmm. fantasy MLR year. Uh, but also just for uh, for Dallas as a whole, I think it's a very nice piece that they've added. Yeah, absolutely. Let's let's talk about another re-signing. Your boys, the Toronto Arrows, they've re-signed Lucas Rumble again. Again, another tackle machine. I believe captain of the Arrows. He's Canadian international just seems to be a stalwart. Captain Canada, I believe. Yep, Captain Canada indeed. Ryan, say a little something nice about your compatriot. Is that the <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, well, I I actually uh I got the chance to play against Lucas Rumble back in in, in my heyday. Uh, he was playing oh. for the good old uh Bommy Beach in uh, in Toronto there, uh one of the the club teams there when I was playing for uh, the good old Markham Irish in the the Marshall Premiership, uh, the club club league in in Ontario, Canada. And I mean, this guy this guy's a stud. Uh he's obviously I don't think it needs to be said too much is that he's the the heart and soul of that Toronto Arrow squad. I mean, a workhorse, he talk about guys that are tackle machines. I believe uh wasn't so much last year, um but the years before. He he was also a breakdown mach- uh, breakdown steel machine too. I mean, in 2023 he had at least 5 um as well. So, um I, he he's a guy that's that's that works for you. He's always around the ball, um plays well defensively. And again, I think it, it more importantly than the actual signing itself and returning a guy of his caliber to Toronto, um, I think it was a, a leader of that squad that you just you can't pass up. And and he's been with that that team since the very beginning. And I foresee him being with that team uh, for the foreseeable future. And obviously with his resigning, that looks like uh, that's going to be happening. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm not surprised with this. It's also just fits with Toronto Arrows' approach this whole offseason as well, where they're just going to re- resign the entire squad. All right, moving on. Uh, one more player announcement here. Uh, the Chicago Hounds have been making a, a number of moves in the offseason. They have signed former rugby ETL slash Dallas Jackal slash Seattle Seawolf fly half fullback <laughs> Adrian Carlisi. I screwed up the, the pronunciation, but uh, anyway, he's he's joining he's joining the back line potentially wearing the number ten with June and what's his name uh, Luke Hardy there in Chicago if he comes back. Um, what do you think of that signing quickly? Yeah, I, I like it. I mean, again, I think the Chicago teams really needs to find uh, find their ad- identity here. Um, they obviously had a very disappointing season with all the hype that was coming into to 2023. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it doesn't hurt to add another explosive player. Uh, Carlos is is a, is a solid guy. Obviously, he's been jumping around, but I know that he'll definitely find a home in Chicago. And uh, yeah, we, we should see uh, quite a bit of him, uh, I would think, um, in that lineup. It'll be interesting, like you said, where he kind of slots in. I 
can't foresee him being the distributor in Chicago. I think uh, I think Luke Hardy, um, if he's back uh, to to be kind of that guy, I think they they rely on him. But again, you never know what can happen. But it is good to have a guy that has those that skill set to be able to hop in there for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll see how he fits in. I'm going to try and do a segue here. Speaking of fits or kits, MLR kits, <laughs> Major League Rugby <laughs> announced. The kids call it fits, right? Isn't that what they, uh, they call it fits? Anyway. Yeah. Uh, MLR announced that, uh, was it Paladin? That was the, the, the kit provider the past few years, mm-hmm. no longer there. Kappa, and I remember Kappa from my days as like a soccer brand. Yeah. Uh, Kappa is coming in, I believe on like a two or three year deal to provide um, game day kits, training kits, fan gear, all that good stuff. Ryan, man, what do you think of the news of Kappa coming in? I love it. I love it. It's, it's 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 great. Yeah. No, I mean again to you, to your sentiment. I'm not I don't think I'm quite as old as you, Fitzy, but uh I do remember the days where a lot of the soccer kids would be wearing that uh that those Kappa sweatpants. Uh the, the logo is pretty, pretty iconic mm-hmm. there. Um and also I think moreover, it's just really good to see a notable brand, not just in the space of, of rugby, but a notable brand overall. Um believing in the MLR and buying in and committing to them for the next few years to, to provide the kits. Um, they're, they're, I believe, uh, Italy's uh, kit provider, um, if I uh, recall correctly. So it's always good to see that you're, you got some international experience there. So they, they know how to do rugby or they should yeah. know how to do rugby. Um, and I saw, yeah, they, they, I think they outfit a couple of, uh, yeah, a couple of Italian clubs. I think a couple of top 14 clubs or Pro D2, Pro D2, whatever. So I think yeah. they, they got a couple. Yeah. It's, it's a big, big, big European, big European brand. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, I saw the hype video that MLR released and, uh, it, it looks sweet, man, and they can do it right. I think they, the 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 sky's the limit for them. And uh, uh, my brother has been uh, pretty vocal on our podcast about how, hey, Kappa, just get the right fitting jerseys, get the right numbers, and I'll be okay yeah. with it. Maybe take away some of the gradients and some of the stripes, but uh, I don't know how much say they have that with some of the designs with the teams. But at the very least, let's get Ramiro Herrera a a good fitting jersey. Let's get some guys from around the league wearing the right numbers, um, and, yeah. and we'll be all all good with that. So yeah, so, I, I'm excited so, with Kappa. You bring up a new, the interesting point, right? Because you can't just announce a new you know kit and give them you know what uh, a couple of months here before the start of the season to design and create new kits right so that's my question like this had to be in the works for a while and if that's the case hopefully kappa has been working on jersey designs because you know they've got a first big test here you know when they you know kit miss when when all the mlr clubs release their kits and everyone ranks them there have been some good kits there have been some bad kits it'll be interesting to see what will happen when they release their new jerseys um i'm excited for the rankings i always participate good bad ugly and different or something like that that isn't quite the the grading scale that i use but uh, i'm excited for kit miss i think they've got a big first test here and i hope they uh, i hope they just it goes well for fans clubs and everyone across the league i hope it just doesn't get panned so yeah yeah no i mean it'll, it'll be it'll be sweet uh I, i'm excited to to see what they have to bring i i am 
have been on the record many of times saying that I am a kit man. I love, I mean, you, you see on, on the fantasy record, you see all the jerseys behind me, yeah. whether it's kit that yeah. I've worn kit that I want to get. Um, I'm always a big fan of, of kit day. It was always one of my favorite days, uh, in, in, in my playing days when, when we got new kit and they presented us with, uh, with new jerseys and stuff. When we went on, mm-hmm. went on tour, finding out what, what jerseys we'd be wearing. It's always good. So I'm excited to see how, how Kappa is going to look with, uh, with MLR. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Last little segment here, because I know we both got a got a run here. Busy schedules this week, so we're lucky to have mm-hmm. Ryan join us. But I want to cover international news real quick. On the on, on the USA Women's Eagles side, they've announced a new head coach. So I hope I pronounced his name correctly, but I'm going to go with it. Sione Fuku, Fuku, Fuka. Sione Fuka, Fuka. Hopefully I didn't mm-hmm. mess that up. But he's got experience uh, on the women's side, assistant coach for the, the Walrus for a number of years. He will have the head coach tag. So Milton Haig, who had the interim coach, no longer there. Good that the Women's Eagles program has a new full-time head coach. On the men's Eagles side, Ryan, what may happen here over the next two weekends is that we may have a USA versus Canada match mm-hmm. on the 19th, and I'll explain, because both USA and Canada and Brazil, like I said, Brazil, and Spain are in a tournament in Spain. It's not a round robin, which doesn't make sense to me, but that's fine. On Saturday, USA is going to be playing Brazil, Spain versus Canada, which will be a very interesting match. And then USA will either get the winner or loser of that match. It'd be awesome if USA beats Brazil. They should. Spain-Canada is going to be an interesting match. Mm-hmm. Spain should have quali- did qualify for the Rugby World Cup and then were disqualified because of ineligible play or some baloney like that. Canada obviously did not qualify. It's going to be a good match. I would love to see right before Thanksgiving here in the U.S., on November 18th, USA versus Canada to close out 2023. <laughs> USA has to beat Brazil. Canada has to beat Spain. Ryan, is that going to happen? On November 18th, are we going to see USA versus Canada? Uh, I mean, it would be a nice little early Christmas gift, wouldn't it? Uh, but uh, I mean, I won't predict whether or not it will happen, but it better happen uh, because uh, I mean, we I, we I talked on this podcast last week about kind of the state at which uh, USA rugby is in and the state at which uh, rugby Canada is in. And, and um, both, both, both teams need to start off on a, on a hot foot here with some international tests. Very disappointing that they did not qualify for uh, just this past rugby world cup. Um, so the, the journey to getting back on the right track starts now. Um, and that starts with Canada's win over Spain and USA's win over Brazil. And that would, I guess, equate to a rugby US, Canada, uh, Canada, USA matchup, which would be an exciting one. Um, and yeah, I mean, we got it. I mean, we've mentioned it many of times on our show. You, I'm sure you guys have mentioned many times on this show, the path to 2031, right? We, we need to turn things around very, very quickly here. And, uh, and I want to see at least some optimism because I think the state in which international rugby here in North America is, is not at its peak right now. Um, and we, we need to see some optimism with these sides that some development and some progress has been made since the disappointing um non-qualification and and yeah that starts with this little uh little test tourney overseas right actually i was going to do a closing thought but that was perfect we're going to end the episode on that note there is some negativity we need some optimism in north america both usa and canada need to qualify for the 2027 world cup yes we're still a few years away and yes this is just a mini tournament but that the seed needs to be planted here. We need to see some some progress. No better way to end it than on that. And hopefully, USA takes care of the 
business against Brazil and and Canada takes care of business against Spain. I and then Canada and, yeah. and then Canada takes care of business over over USA. I know well, whoa, 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 whoa. we're going to talk about that for, next week. for the nation's capital. But, uh, you know, as being a, as being a Canuck at heart, I got I got to end it off on that note. <laughs> Right, you're not coming back uh, uh, to co-host an episode ever again. If you keep <laughs> there, you go. That, that, I, I knew that Fuck. I wasn't coming back, so why not go out, go out uh, on fire here? So, <laughs> no, Ryan, we we love to having you on as a as a guest co-host. Um, Been a pleasure. Gonna have you back on. I want to talk some more fantasy rugby coming up. We, we're gonna, you know, when USA plays Canada, hopefully that happens. We'll have you back on. Yeah, chat, but, yeah. Um, let, let me let me just do a little quick plug here. Yeah, if if, if for any of you Old Glory DC fans that uh, that aren't aware of it yet, uh, on the Fantasy Rucker Show, the podcast that I host with my brother and a buddy, um, we've been starting to make it a reality, fantasy MLR reality in in the league. And and if you're interested at all in the the space of fantasy sports within the MLR, come check us out at the Fantasy Ruckers on socials and thefantasyruckers.com. It's been a lot of fun. Fitzy's been a a staple part of that league and he's been one of our guinea pigs as we try to, to test uh test how it all work and also akp he's had a big part of it too our, our yep. uh, website guru mastermind and he's doing big things here for us uh this upcoming year so we're super excited and and we're hoping little teaser here that we can open up to all the people Ooh. coming up for 2024 so you want to be in the know Ooh. when that happens oh i can't wait to hear about that that is going to be exciting everyone listening thank you again ryan for guest co-hosting the last two weeks. AKP will be back next week. He'll, he'll rejoin the podcast. Maybe he'll be jet lagged. We'll see, but we'll have to ask him about his trip to Japan and chat a little more at Old Glory DC and, and USA men's and women's Eagles. But for my special co-host, Ryan Lee, I am John Fitzpatrick. You've been listening to the Glorious Rugby Podcast. We'll catch you next week.